Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to On the Bubble. Welcome back to another episode of On the Bubble. Today is a fun one. Today is an exciting one. Today, we are talking about the Arizona Wildcats, a team that went 33-4 and last year, but kind of disappointed in the NCAA tournament. Um, losing in the, the Sweet 16, um, I guess with a with the team this good, we're we're gonna jumble through a lot of information. But by the end, I hope we have a, a good sense of what this team is like after watching maybe a couple games last year. Really, Calvin, how's it going? And and what do you think about Arizona? I'm doing great, man. Uh, but for Arizona, you mentioned it; they've been kind of disappointing in the tournament, and this has been a, a theme for them. I think that they're overhyped and for all for what they don't ever do anything. Yeah. Um, I didn't even realize the, their lack of historic postseason success. Uh, like when it comes to college basketball, there, there's two sides, especially for the elite programs. There's, you know, if you're, if you're an elite program, you're expected to dominate through the regular season, but then, you know, it, it comes down to what can you do in March? And this team has not met expectations, uh, often being top seeds over the last few years. You know, they, they, they haven't, um, actually I looked up, they haven't made a Final Four since the 2000-2001 season, and they only had one national championship from like the late 90s. So this team really, really hasn't done it, but they're, they are starting to embark on the second year of a new era under new head coach Tommy Lloyd, uh, who, you know, brought them to, brought them back to prominence after a few years of uncertainty. I'm sure a lot of, a lot of you may know, uh, with what happened in the late 2010s, uh, there was a, there was a big scandal, wire fraud, uh, whatever, giant investigation. They fired the longtime head coach, Sean Miller, who had an excellent career on his own right, but there, there was a lot of tampering going on, a lot of issues, and they they had some wins vacated. Uh, it, it well, it really it wasn't it wasn't good. But um, Wildcats are back. Tommy Wood is here again, and it, this is a team that that did really well last year, objectively, and I, I think they're still going to be good this year. I disagree completely. Mm. They might make it to the Elite Eight and get stomped by a nine seed again. Who knows? But you mentioned their late 90s championship. Uh, that was in 97 to be exact. But on that roster, I don't know if the bubblers know too many NBA players, but on that roster was Mike Bibby and Jason Terry, who have, I think, made somewhat of a mark on the NBA. I think most people who should, who watch the NBA frequently should know who they are. But I thought that was interesting. Before researching this team, I didn't know that they were on that program. But um, they deserve something because they're the only <laughs> the only Arizona Wildcats roster to ever win a championship. So they obviously did something right back in the 90s. They did. Um, they, they also I have a list up of um, notable Arizona players that are currently in the NBA. Andre Iguodala, he played for them from 2002 to 2004. Uh, Aaron Gordon, 
one of the greatest dunkers of all time. You, he was played for them um, for two years. TJ McConnell, Stanley Johnson, Laurie Markinen, DeAndre Aiden, where there was a lot of uh, suspected tampering with the recruitment of him. Uh, none of that ended up being proven, but he, he was a wildcat. And in most, rec- in most recent years, not really too many alumni, especially as this investigation took hold of the program for a couple of years. Nico Mannion, who killed it on the Warriors for like two weeks. Um, he played for them in like the 2020 season, I think. Or like with the pandemic year, maybe. But um, yeah, really not not that much. They, they haven't had too much NBA talent. Um, they, they should have some guys going to the NBA this year. We could talk about last year's team. Of course, it starts with Benedict uh, Matherin. Is it Matherin or Matherin? I say Mathurin. Mathurin? All right, we'll go with that. Benedict Mathurin, he had an excellent year last year. He averaged uh, 17.7 points, six boards, among the best in the, in the NCAA. And he, he really proved that he was, he was that guy scoring a lot. Uh, he'll probably be a borderline lottery pick. And they really – one thing that stuck out for me with Arizona from last year, they – just looking at the just their their total stats, only uh, among the five starters, only eight times was someone else injected into the starting rotation. If across that makes, the season, if that makes sense, across the entire season. So, I was going to talk about that because sixty four percent of their roster plays over double digit minutes, and yeah. and that means that like. I guess some people get subbed in the game. Are you saying the starters get pulled out? Period. No, so so I, I phrased that poorly. Basically, if you take the, the their five starters from last year, it was Dalen Terry, Kirk Risa, Christian Coloco, Azulas Tubelis, and Benedict Mathurin, right? Those five guys, someone else filled in for them in the rotation only eight times among those five oh, guys. So okay. Justin, Justin Keir got six starts. And Pele Larson got two, but besides that, no one got a shot in the starting rotation. That's okay. just something I found interesting. Not yeah, really too many injuries. Point. Not really too many injuries. Like like their rotation was pretty durable and played through the year, uh, and into into the NCAA tournament. And and obviously, that I think that led to a lot of their success. You know, I think the Pac-12 kind of kind of had a down year in general, so that helped. Um, but you know, you go, you go eighteen and two in your conference, and you're you're playing. They they play teams like UCLA, USC. Um, besides that, it kind of falls off a little bit. So, like that's what I mean by their their conference kind of sucked th- this year compared to how how it may typically have performed in the past. Uh, you know, typically we think of like USC as like one of the one of a one of the better programs. And they stumbled a little bit this year, um, but yeah, they, they they beat up on their conference, and their starters had a had a, a lot to do with that. I I think you can't talk about the Wildcats without mentioning Kirk Risa. You had said his name once. It, he's mm-hmm. one of the starters this year. He he led the team in assists this year with four four point seven per game. And I have to tell you, Gannon, he might be my 14th least favorite player in the NCAA, right behind the entire Alabama State roster. But 
uh, I say that because, you, you know, we reached out to him through university, didn't hear back. Mm-hmm. Kerr is too good. He's too busy going to wherever, not, not making the NBA for sure. But uh, when he's working at McDonald's, I'll make sure to ask extra salt my fries so he has to make a new batch. Yes, yes. As we as we said with the with the our Alabama State episode, if we reach out to somebody and they don't respond, then we will slander them. So Kirk Carissa is on our naughty list. Um, he only shot like, let me see, he only shot thirty five percent from the field last year. That's terrible. Um, only thirty four from three pointers, but he shot like seven threes a game. So clearly a little bit of a waste of time. Kirk Carissa, only a sophomore last year, but yeah, he definitely has a lot of room to grow because he underperformed a bit at times. Yep, and like we talked about their their bracket success a little bit, Mm -hmm. which is minimal. Um, I think these guys, if you want your bracket to be busted by the time the Sweet 16 rolls around, make sure you put Arizona in the Final Four. These guys are choke artists who who I think rely on star power for publicity because they never really do anything. It's like the Lakers. I, that, that, that would be my NBA comparison. Somebody who has a bunch of talent but can't do anything with it. Coach Wood might be good, but he doesn't know what to do with the guys that he has, and that shows in the amount of minutes that he's playing for like everybody, how everyone gets to play. He doesn't know what he's doing at all. You know, um, Something that's important in March Madness, especially when we're all picking our brackets, is analyzing trends. And this is just factual-based. Arizona doesn't go far in the tournament. They, they, they typically get beat by some of the better teams in the, in the country, and, they'll, and that's it, and they're out. So this is, this is kind of a trend to keep in mind. I know what probably one of the most important things that we'll learn from this podcast is don't take Arizona past like the Sweet 16. They just lost there so often. Like they'll, they'll, they'll beat the bad teams. And uh, obviously this is a program that hasn't had a problem doing that as going 33 and four in the year. But yeah, um, they, they, they struggled to beat some of the top teams and they have, they have good players, but I think what we have to realize is they don't have elite players. Uh, I looked at the recruiting class the last few years and it's, it's honestly like, very interesting from from what you see you know like the teams like duke and unc gonzaga they every year they're consistently bringing in like top recruiting classes and this team this arizona team they had a big they had a very big recruiting class a few years ago it ranked eighth in the nation that's the one that brought in uh to bayless mathurin uh, Kirk Carissa, Pelle Larson, some of the guys that we talked about. I think Larson's a transfer, actually. But uh, Daylon Terry, like the, the, that brought in a lot of those guys who were all four stars. But since then, they haven't really brought in any top recruit, and their transfers haven't been that effective either. So with Mathurin declaring for the draft this year, um, Daylon Terry, who I, I talked about here, is just starting small forward. He's kind of on the, the edge of joining or not coming back. We don't really know about him. But uh, Tuboulos is, is returning. He averaged 13.9 points, six rebounds, and two assists as a sophomore. Um, but with those guys leaving and not too many guys coming in this year's class, you know, it, I'd be very surprised if they made it to the Elite Eight next year. 
I I don't think that any of these players legitimately care about the University of Arizona. It's like Alabama football. It's just an NFL factory. And for these guys, it's an NBA factory. Hardly one at that. But like you said, you know, they, they just they just want to come in and, and declare as soon as they can. Uh, and you said something about Tubelis. Tubelis? How do you say his name? Yeah, I, I, we'll, let's just go with Tubelis. Um, yeah, he him returning is irrelevant. He only played appeared in 14 games this year, uh, 1.7 minutes per game, and he I'd call him a viper. And for the bubblers who don't know, a viper. Um, oh wait, wait. Uh, that was okay. I, I do have to correct you. That what that could have been from last year, but not this past year. This past year, he was a All Pac-12 first team selection. I'm looking at 21-22 stats per game. Freshman, you said? His, his, his freshman year, he also played 66% of minutes. This year, he played like 60% of minutes. Yeah, he was, he was a starter. Oh, I was looking at his brother. Oh, he has a brother on the team? Okay. That's yeah, cool. I was looking at his brother. His brother's relevant. Okay, I see what you're saying now. Thir- yeah, 24.6 minutes per game. So his little brother yeah. can, can, can ride pine for the next three seasons for all he cares. But I, 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 you might be right about about uh, Big Bro making it to the league. Who knows? But he did shoot twenty six percent from three. I don't know what position he plays. I think uh, power forward. Yeah, B6 but 11. that's and the NBA today relies on three point prowess, and he has none. So it, as long as he balls out at the combine, I could see it happening, and maybe them throwing him in the post for like say the Spurs or Timberwolves, maybe but I don't think he will be playing much on a higher caliber team like the Jazz or the Mavericks. Yeah, we could we could see him turn – I don't really know too much about him, but we could see him turn into one of those, like one of the guys who just kind of dominates in college but doesn't really have it. And if you're, if you're not drafted as a – or if you're not looking to get drafted as a sophomore, especially in today's NBA, that means you don't have too many prospects unless you – really show something the in the next year so definitely uh Tuboa seems like a like more of a, a post guy um he's good like, like he is he's good he just can't shoot the three he's probably not fit for the, the nba he came in at 611 245 this year so he's a he's a, he's a big man mm-hmm. i do have to mention that i do hold the grudge against arizona basketball for the sake of how they reacted after struggling to beat number nine seed TCU. And I know March Madness, anything can happen. Anyone can beat anyone on any given day, but these, the way they celebrated, they, they're, they were, they're running around the court doing post-game interviews, talking trash next round, absolutely throttled by Houston by 12 points. It wasn't even, it, the score doesn't reflect how, how spaced the game was score wise. Yeah. And, and, one thing that we could say with with Arizona against TCU, that was a, a very interesting matchup uh, because TCU, although going 21 and 13 last year, they, they were in the big 12 that just had like every, like every team was just good in general. Um, so, so TCU wasn't, wasn't bad. They weren't a bad team. And that's why I'm not surprised that they pushed Arizona into overtime, but yeah, they, they got throttled by by Houston, lost by twelve, 
And that's, that's just been a factual trend. They haven't been able to be like the, the top two, like top two, top three seeds in the NCAA tournament consistently. And that's why I am going to pledge that I will not put this Arizona team in the Sweet 16. What is with these seeding people on Selection Sunday, giving them a one seed, given the recent trends? They, did they win the Pac-12? Listen, yes, yes, they bro. They went, they went 18 and two. They, they beat the Pac-12. They beat Stanford, Colorado, then UCLA. Like, they did do everything they had to do in their regular season. Their losses came against Tennessee, so out-of-conference loss. Uh, they lost to UCLA, but you say LA was the best. They lost to Colorado by 16. But besides that, they had no losses. So, like, like they they did do everything that they had to do in the regular season. I'll say as a fact, they did that with the ninth fastest tempo in the country, the fourth quickest average possession length in the country. This team plays fast, even though I'm I'm, I'm spinning things at you, even though. They had the second tallest team in the nation last year. You know, I love my height stats. They had the second tallest team in the nation last year. They still ran like at one of the fastest tempos in the country. They flew. So I feel like something like that, just bringing, having these big guys and having them just run back and forth like dogs, like that definitely does a lot against probably some less athletic teams in the country. Yeah, I, but regular season doesn't matter that much as long as you win your conference, which they did. And I would say them losing to Houston would be like a fluke, but they do things like this every year. It's consistent that they, that they lose to joke teams in the tournament. It is consistent. Um, Yeah. And, and like we've talked about, don't see anything really changing. I, I mentioned the recruiting class for this year. It involves, let me pull it up one more time. I, I know they just got someone like Whittley today, like a, a European guy. They also have, they got they got a four-star center, seven foot from Dil, uh, Gilbert, Arizona, named Dylan Anderson. He's 108 in the country, but like that's, that's it. They got this guy from Serbia. One thing that I'll point out that's very interesting about Tommy Lloyd's recruiting and, you know, uh, 20 years at Gonzaga before this, we could kind of tell. He has a tradition of signing European players. So this year, Arizona will have at least seven Europeans on its roster, which is like those who are numbers are unheard of. He just attacks the European pipeline. And whether that works, you know, uh, we, all, we all know. But they, they do attack the European market. And they have, they're going to have at least seven players on their roster. Just just something that's like genuinely interesting. I hope like those European their, players, I hope they like watching March Madness. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say like their pipeline is like Arizona and Europe. And it seems like that's about it. Well, I hope those European players like watching March Madness from their couches. <laughs> uh, like they made, and this is like before my time necessarily, but they made 25 straight tournaments from 1985 to 2009, two years shy of North Carolina's record. Uh, and they only won one championship. Two of their appearances were vacated in 99 and 08, but I don't know what that was for. But how can you make the tournament 25 times 
and have nothing to show for it. I mean, they have yeah. a championship. They have a championship, but a lot of schools have a championship too. It's it's some teams are recurring. Arizona being regarded as a as a powerhouse, that means that they should be consistently winning championships. No. Yeah, they should, or at least you know, as we've talked about, they should just be going farther in general. Um, but they kill it in in the regular season, so. It's it's just very very interesting, and I'm sure there's no other team that really performs like this with this much success in the regular season, and so much failure. I'll say, and compared to expectations in the in the postseason. Yeah, uh, I wanted to bring one more thing up with you before we go into predictions. Yeah. Do you think Mike Bibby's on steroids? Yes. Oh my God! What was that picture of him from like a year ago? Yeah, he is built, and at that age, that's not real. When you have a wingspan that wide, your arms can't look like that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my. All right, I'm looking at the photo now. He he's leaning against like one of those machines where you you shoot the ball and it goes in the hoop and then it pops down and it passes it back out to you. He's leaning up against one of those, and I've I've, I mean, I've never seen a. A basketball player uh granted this was when he has re- been retired for a few years but i mean he is like sickly jacked and he's also just a very ugly human being um he just looks really stupid his hairline is garbage but and and he has just very little hair in general but he is absolutely jacked in like a weird way he said give me the coach wood haircut man garbage yeah but uh yeah i i do enjoy watching deandre Ayton, though i feel bad for him that he has to play with chris paul who loves to just throw playoff games but uh, who doesn't love iguodala too max kellerman does for sure mm-hmm. death being point at the earth i'm taking benedict mirthurin <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Coach 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 Wood says Stephen points out the earth. I'm taking anybody who wants to play in America from Europe. For real, give me give me uh give me Zako Littleton. <laughs> give me Zako Littleton. Yes, one of our favorite <laughs> players. That we've discussed from Apple from App State. God, he's he's something. I'm just saying. one of my. One of my favorite teams to watch this year will be App State. One of my least favorites will be Arizona, simply because of the fact that the public thinks that they are good when they are not. They are you can not. Be, so... you, you can beat up on Oregon State all you want. Are you that good, though? No. Mm-hmm. Prove it. Oh, they can't? Too bad. That's what I think. Wow. You're speaking, you're speaking so harshly, but I, I love it. It's exciting. It is. We have, we have, I'm gonna right. Have dis- we're going to have discourse next year when Arizona goes like 33 and four again. And then we're talking about what they're going to do as a one seed. And I'll put them in like my Elite Eight because I'm a loser who is going to forget this episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll go but, first for my prediction, Gannon. Yeah. They, I don't know how these European players are going to perform. They're losing all of their NBA caliber talent. Um, all the guys who take these big chunks of minutes out of the rotation, uh, assuming 33 and 19 was that 42 games, I'm gonna say 
52 games. How many is that? Am I stupid? Can't do math. That's no, that's 37. That's not 42. What am I talking about? 33 and four. <laughs> I thought it was 33 and 19. What am I on? But uh, uh, keep in mind this this is including like their March Madness performance too. So. Oh right. Okay. Um. You don't have to take it away. I'm just I'm just letting you know. Okay, 37 games again. I'm just gonna th- I'm just assume they play like 32 games in the season, and I'm gonna say 19 and 13. That's my final guess. 19, 19 You're going 19 and 13? Okay. Yeah. Um that's fine. Let me I'm gonna I'm gonna look up some one interesting thing. First of all, that is just so low <laughs> on every other team, which I'm just gonna say is so on or at least that's so low on um Arizona that that's hilarious. Uh I from things I've mentioned before, Mathurin's gone. Um, Daywin Terry seems like he's going to be gone again. He was a small forward. Uh, Tubeless and I, I think Coloco. I don't know what Coloco's up to. He's like their 7-1 center. But they're not bringing too many people in. I'm going to assume they have a worse, what I looked up was they have a worse, far worse recruiting class than like USC and UCLA. And I'm sure that the rest of the Pac-12 can catch up on this Arizona team. They're not going 33-4 and four next year. Let's get that out of the picture. They will probably be one of the top teams in the Pac-12. Again, super tall, super athletic team that plays at a fast tempo. I don't think that's going away. With that, I will give this team 26. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give them like 20, 28 and eight. How's that? 28 and eight. They're going to take a step back. They're going to lose to, to some other teams in their conference. They'll still probably beat, beat up on teams outside the conference, but they'll struggle a little bit more and as they fight for the Pac-12. I'm going to go 28 and eight on the air. All right, Coach Lloyd, prove me wrong. I want to see it. I don't think I will, but I want to. Yeah, you're so, you're so down on this Arizona team. It's hilarious. I do not like them. I hope that the bubblers don't either after hearing all of these fraudulent exposures on their behalf. With that, thank you all for listening to us talk about this, the, the European Union of basketball. Thank you.